0: back to the average football pod so after a little break from for the international break i am back to round up the premier league games coming to you this weekend and games across europe to look out for this weekend as well so um if you're new to the pod welcome Uh, This is The Average Football Pod with myself, Craig Turner. And this is basically a podcast for average football fans. So I am an average football fan. So that means that I do have a life outside of watching football. So sometimes I might miss games. Sometimes I will watch games. So I will watch as many games as I can when they're on, if I can. But other times I'll just miss out on them and have to watch the highlights later on. So, um... Welcome. So if you want to email me at any point, you can and the email is the football pod at gmail.com and um and also check out the sky sports fantasy football one. It's the ssff pod for all those that are playing the Sky Sports Fantasy Football. Uh mainly UK um listeners to that one as well. So Let's get started into the pod and let's let's talk about this week's games coming up. So let's talk about the Premier League games this weekend. So let's go through the fixtures first. So on Saturday, first game at 12.30 on BT Sport is Leicester versus Chelsea. Then at three o'clock, you've got Wolves against West Ham, Watford against Man United, Norwich against Southampton, Newcastle versus Brentford, Uh, Burnley versus Palace. Villa versus Brighton, Liverpool versus Arsenal. That's the 5.30 kickoff and that's on Sky Sports for UK um, listeners. And then on Sunday, we've got a two o'clock kickoff, which is Man City versus Everton. And then we've got Spurs versus Leeds at 4.30 and that rounds up this weekend's fixtures. So uh, as I always do, I always talk about the first game of the weekend. So the first game of the weekend is the 12th 30 kickoff, which is Leicester versus Chelsea. Now, this game is a really, really good game to start the weekend off. Um, it's not necessarily going to be goals in it, but it's going to be a good quality game. Um, Chelsea are trying to get back into winning ways after drawing one all against Burnley last time out in the Premier League. Struggled a little bit um, to find some goals now that Lukaku and Timo Werner have been out, and they haven't really got any strikers. So it'll be interesting to see if in January they go out and buy one, actually, because um, the the striker they will get will be second choice. So will they buy a striker for um, just to back up Lukaku and Timo Werner? Uh, Did they expect to be light in that area with Timo and uh, Romelu out? Who knew? Who knows? But, um, yeah, it seems like they've really struggled. And also the games they've had, they're almost tailor-made for Lukaku to score goals. So he should be back in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Timo Werner's back in training with the side. So it'll be interesting to see if he plays tomorrow uh, tomorrow afternoon. I think he'll start on the bench. Also, Mason Mount should be back in the side after having a couple of weeks off with uh, having his wisdom teeth removed. If you haven't seen that video, I do implore people to watch it. It is very, very funny. Very funny to watch. But it'll be interesting. So Leicester, on the other hand, uh, again, coming off a draw against Leeds uh, last uh, game week. Uh, fantastic Rafinha goal, but also Harvey Varnes scoring a good goal. Um, and this is the time for him to come back into some form, um, getting, his, getting some rhythm going in this play because he was knocking on the door for England last season. Um, I think he even got called up, but then pulled out after because of injury. Um, there's a lot of competition for that place anyway. Uh, with Leicester, he seems to be that player that would play on that left-hand side with Vardy up top. Um, it'd be just Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, Leicester will want to start showing some... Um, credentials really for Europe this year as well and the fact that they've been struggling a little bit in Europa League this year. Um, They've done a lot of changes in Europa League in terms of team changes um, and they've really sort of struggled to sort of put a foothold into that group and um, balancing uh, the, the getting through in the group is sort of in the balance a little bit. So I think if they can get a good victory against Chelsea, then that would put them a confidence boost to going into midweek into the Europa League. Um, there's also been a lot of rumours going around about Brendan Rodgers, about him being linked to the Man United job. Percy is a Man United fan. I don't know if that would happen. I don't know if he would. I granted Brendan Rodgers is a very ambitious manager, but being a former Liverpool man, then going to Man United, that's just not right. Um, so it would be interesting. He was very defensive and um, very respectful to um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, saying that he was, you know, he's a good manager, he's a good man, and he's a lesser city man, and he's can't talk about things that are not real. So it just shows that maybe this is um, not going to go away. it weren't a categorical, no, as I was listening on to a podcast earlier, a very cheeky one they were saying. But um, but at the same time, I, I just don't see him... S- Coming to United, I think he'll stay. Um, I don't know what United is going to do in the next few months, or even in the summer, going into that. But we'll talk about Man like later on, um, going into that this week. Normally, with the average pod, uh, most podcasts talk about the big games coming up, so Liverpool, Arsenal, and they'll talk about maybe some of the big teams to begin with. But with this, I never do. So. Straight away at three o'clock, I'm going to talk about Norwich against Southampton. The reason why I'm going to talk about the next three games is because they've got new managers starting all in these games. And it don't necessarily mean that these games are going to be big games either. So Norwich Southampton, Dean Smith's first game in charge of Norwich, because last time out, he was manager of Aston Villa. So he got sacked from Villa and within almost 10 days, he's back in his football again. So very quick turnaround for him, which is great. And he's a good manager. And a lot of Villa fans said that he was very unlucky to lose the job, and maybe Villa were a bit quick to get rid of him. So only time will tell. Later on, as the season goes on, um, strangely Dean Smith's last game was against Southampton, so he's well prepared for this team. Um, so he should be ready for the game. Um, he hasn't had long with the Norwich player, so I I'm not expecting mass and big result out of this because Southampton are playing really well. Um, they've not lost in four. Uh, they've won four games in a row before the international break. Good form coming into the game. Um, there'll be a little bit of trepidation on Southampton's part because it's a new manager About New manager players will be up for it a bit more, so... It's going to be a very interesting game. It sounds like Billy Gilmore and Todd Cantwell are going to have a big role to play in Dean Smith's uh, new Norwich side because they didn't really get a look in in Daniel Fark's team this year or this season. So it'll be very interesting to see where that leads them to that. Um, I think this is a really good signing for Norwich. He's a really, really good manager. And what I've heard, he's a really good coach on the training field. So... Um, if Norwich do get relegated, expect them to bounce straight back up from the championship next year and be more ready in the Premier League in two years' time with Dean Smith in charge of the team. So it could be an interesting game. It could be a very tight game, I feel. Uh, Dean Smith saying that he's um, looking at defensive. They need to be tighter defensively, which... When you're bottom of the league, you have to be tired defensively, and that's the one thing that they've been lacking. So it'll be interesting to see what he's going to be doing with that Norwich side and what side they will line up with against Southampton. Southampton on the other side, looking to continue their run. They've got tough games coming up in the next few weeks after this game. So if they get another win on the, on the bout, you know, five wins in a row, that'd be really good. And Troy would keep them quite safe this season. And they can look into doing um, interesting things in maybe the Cups or uh, in the FA Cup this year as well. That would be a really good thing for Southampton, just to get a Cup run maybe. Maybe that's what mid-table side should be doing anyway, is focusing on Cups a bit more and going in that way. Next game i are going to talk about is Villa versus Brighton. So talk about this. Steven Gerrard's first game in charge of Aston Villa from Rangers. Did really well in Rangers. Um, fantastically well in Rangers. Won the title with them. Um, other than that, he didn't really do much in terms of cups, but Rangers winning the league, stopping Celt- Celtic, giving 10. That's all that matters to the Rangers fans. Um, couldn't turn up this Aston Villa job, but this is a fantastic opportunity for any manager. Um it was potentially one of the best jobs in Europe to have because their youth academy is really strong. So whoever gets that have got a really good sort of lineup to come through in the next few years as well. Um so Stephen Jar is gonna be a really good manager for Villa, I feel. Um the issue with this game is that Brighton are such a tough team to beat. It's Graham Potter's hundredth game in charge of um Brighton and they haven't won in four, but they've very, but they haven't lost either. So they haven't had that losing feeling. They've had draws. A lot of the time. But then you look at the draws they've had. There's been against Liverpool. They chucked the Newcastle one away last week. Um, They won't have uh, Sanchez in goal, which is probably a good thing at the moment for Brighton this week. Because um, he has had some dodgy moments the last couple of games against Liverpool, against Newcastle, against Man City. So there has been some issues with them in terms of the goalkeeping situation. So maybe this is a good thing for Brighton, just to put a substitute goalkeeper and take the heat off him a little bit. Um, With Brighton, I think it's a good and bad thing with this game because they'll be really looking forward to this game because Villa have been playing really badly last few weeks under um, Dean Smith. But at the same time, they'll be very wary that this new manager bounce will come in and the players will be a little bit more enthusiastic to prepare to show that they shouldn't have got Dean Smith attacked, but at the same time to prove that they're the future for Steven Gerrard as well. So it could be a really interesting game, this one. Um, and I'm not expecting goals in these games as well. The Norwich to Southampton, I'm not expecting lots of goals. Same with this one. I think it'll be a very cagey affair, very tight affair, um, and very close... In terms of scoreline, it'll be a 1-0, maybe a, maybe even tr- score draws in these two games, Um, which is a positive result for the new managers because they haven't really had time to work with the with the team and stuff. So I think they'll be happy with a draw. And anything else in that, I think they'll be happy with. Next game, excuse me, I'm just burping as I'm going through this podcast. No, uh, Newcastle against Brentford. So it is Eddie Howells, he's officially in charge of Newcastle. So last game... Against Brighton, he watched from the stands because he wasn't officially in charge. He agreed in principle to take over the side. Um, Newcastle fans will be really up for this game uh, at home. First game under the new manager with the new regime in charge. This is what Newcastle fans wanted. Um, they've been wanting Eddie Howe for a couple of years now, as well. Ever since he left Bournemouth, they've got his man. Um, it's an. In, this is a tricky game because. Brentford lost their last game. They haven't been playing well before the international break. And I think if the game came before the international break, I would say Newcastle probably might win this. Now that Brentford have had a few, game, a few weeks off, uh, the managers had time to digest the games previously. Brentford are going to come after Newcastle in this game, especially to science the crowd, especially what's on what's happening at the Newcastle this week as well. They'll really want to ruin the party and Ivan Tony especially is going to be there trying to ruin the, the party. Um I heard in, in a podcast this week that Ivan Tony's played really well but he's just not got the rewards in terms of goals. And um, him being a former Newcastle player will really want to show the Newcastle fans and the hierarchy that got rid of him what they missed out on because that's, the th- before Callum Wilson came in, they- that was the thing they struggled with, was goals. And Ivan Tony's a goal scorer. Put him in a better side, a Leicester, an Everton, um a Villa to a point, uh, maybe in Southampton, you would look at him getting at least 15 to 20 goals a season. He is a really good striker. He will play for England soon as well. Um, he is going to, maybe not the World Cup, maybe it might be a bit too soon, but Euros in Germany, he will be in that, I feel that he'll be in that Euros. Jeremy squad in uh, four years' time, so definitely worth or three years, definitely worth a look out for Ivan Tony at the moment. Um, and Brentford will really want to prove that they have uh, put their bad form behind them because they haven't won a game in the last four. Um, they played really badly, really as well, and they want to kick get back to that start of the season, which they had that really positive start to the season. And against the Newcastle side, that um, defensively are suspect. It's, it could be tailor-made for him and it could show the job that Eddie Howe has actually before the January transfer window because um, he's got, what, 12 games for January happens. So there's there's a lot of games still played before January. And with this Newcastle side, it doesn't look like there's anything there to go, oh, yeah, they look all right. They're, they're playing below the standards. They're not playing well and the team's not good. So there's the issue straight away. They need to build and need to work on it. So it could be a problem there, really big problem. So it'll be interesting to see what the score and what the headlines will be at five thirty tomorrow on Saturday after these three games. Really, if which managers, something which new managers this week have got that new manager bounce this week. Um, just going to talk briefly. Wolves West Ham this weekend at three. Very good game on the cards there. There could be a lot of goals in that. Wolves are very attacking, and you just don't know what Wolves side are going to turn up in a way that they could be the get, the team that. Smashed Everton a few weeks back and really dominated them and have dominated a lot of the games and played and just been unlucky not to get the results they've wanted. If they just had a couple of strikers put goals away, they'd be up there. But um West Ham have played really well in Des Moines, um, got a good result against Liverpool last time out, a good victory there. Uh, just hoping that for them the momentum is still there after the international break and that they can show a good account. I think if they can get a Good win against Wolves at Mondeau this weekend. That really will show their credentials for definitely Europa League credentials and possible Champions League candidates at the end of the season, possibly, for qualification, not to win it because they don't win it. Um, Other games to look out for at 3 o'clock, Watford, May United. It's gone under the radar a little bit, this one. It's a 3 o'clock kickoff, which May United don't tend to do. Uh, Watford have not won a game since the Everton game. Uh, since Ranieri's been in charge, they have been defensively better, but they're still conceding. Um, and then on the other side, then you've got Man United, uh, who were awful against Man City. Awful, awful Man City toyed them, toyed with them again, uh, that week, uh, that week. Um, and Oli would want a reaction because, again, they've got Arsenal, they've got Chelsea coming up, they've got some really tough games. They've got Champions League via Real midweek and young boys as well. And them games are crucial for United's qualification to the next round of Champions League because um, I think the I think it's the minimum requirement to get out of this group, what uh, Oli's got. And um, if he doesn't get out of it, then back into Europa League, which is not where United want to be. They want to be... In the Champions League, they want to be in it to win it. And with the squad that United have got, I'm not saying it's a Champions League winning side, but there are worse teams in Champions League that have done better than United currently. So they, I think with Pogba being out for eight to ten weeks could be a slight blessing in disguise. Uh, there's a lot of noise going around about Donny van der Beek potentially playing this weekend against Watford, which will be a positive for him and United fans. Uh, there's also reports today Jesse Lingard is looking to leave the club in January after failing to secure a new contract and talks breaking down there, so that's got Newcastle West Ham written all over it. So I'd be interested to see where he goes because um, I can't see him playing many games now between the, here and the end of, um and January because if he can't sign a new contract, he's just not going to be in the side and he'll go. So and I think that'll be the same for Paul Pogba as well. Um, it seems like Paul Pogba digging his heels in a little bit um, for January, and his agent has been making noise saying he can't wait for December to get over with because as of January he can sign a pre pre existing contract or pre contract with any European club. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes from there. Paris Saint Germain loves a freebie, and if he's available on a free, he could go back. He could go to Paris, so that could be something that happens. Then five thirty on Saturday, you've got Liverpool versus Arsenal, um, game of the game of the day potentially. Um, both teams are playing really well. Liverpool want to bounce back after the really bad performance against West Ham, really, and Arsenal haven't lost in ten. So normally against An- Anfield, Liverpool have been rubbing their hands with absolute glee when Arsenal the visit, um, and. Liverpool really want to get back into winning ways and really show why they are um, title credentials really because with Man City winning last week last time round against Man United Chelsea dropping points it was actually not a bad week for Liverpool um, if Chelsea and Man City got their victories that could have just nudged them a little bit further away and made it made the whole challenge title a little bit tricky this season but Everything that happened last week might have been actually a little bit of a positive for Liverpool. Klopp will want a reaction from his players after the West Ham game. So, Salah haven't scored in two, three games. So, expect Salah to score in this one. Um, Ramsdale could have an absolute worldie again. He'll be buoyed over his first England cap against San Marino. But it's still a first England cap regardless. So... It could be a really, really, in, a really good Saturday night game to watch, actually. Um, I should be able to watch the first half of that before I go to someone to watch Ghostbusters. Um, so definitely worth watching. Definitely have a little look at this weekend for that one. Um, very, I think it'll be a, a comfortable win for Liverpool, but I'm not saying that Arsenal are not going to give Liverpool any problems either. So expect a two, maybe three-nil win for Liverpool. After this game, it'll be interesting to see where it leaves Arsenal. Because I think if they play badly, then I think the 9s will be out for Arteta again. If Arsenal show a good account of themselves, then I think um, it'll be a more of a positive result if, if Arsenal played well, but maybe lost 2-3. But if they create chances against Liverpool, then it could be an interesting reaction from the media, I feel. Um, right, let's talk about Sunday. Sunday, you've got City against Everton, Spurs against Leeds. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is out against the um, City. Uh, he's tested positive for COVID. So he won't be playing against Everton this weekend. Uh, so that could change things up, especially. And also, he shouldn't m- miss the Paris Saint-Germain game on Wednesday. So that's not what Man City wanted this weekend. Um, on Sunday, uh, the other game uh, is Spurs against Leeds. Conte's first game at uh, the new Spurs stadium. Premier League-wise, he did have a Europa Conference League game. Uh, Harry Kane's going to be... I I put money... I would put money on Harry Kane scoring this weekend against Leeds. Scoring seven goals in the international break. Yes, it's against Albania. Yes, it's against San Marino. But it's the fact he's scoring goals in competitive games. And that's just going to kick him on that little bit. So I wouldn't be surprised if Kane doesn't score this weekend. Um... Also, I think if you watch Kane's attitude, demeanor in these England games, it was completely different than what it was against and then it has been for Spurs. So, with Conte injecting new, fresh life and the demands that he has for players, I think you'll see a different demeanor to Kane this weekend. So, um, expect um, a different Kane this weekend, and expect a goal-scoring Kane to return. Um, Definitely against Leeds. Leeds, um, good good result against Leicester last week, a uh, couple of weeks ago. Um, want to kick back, kick into some form. Uh, want to go back into where they were last year. They've had a lot of injury problems this year, Leeds. Just haven't really found that form. Similar to Leicester. Um, I think Leicester have been lucky that Vardy scored. Um and last year as well, in the Acho sort of got him out of the woods a little bit last season. But without the goal scorer, that's where you can see the teams are struggling. The leads are the same. They've been without Bamford and that's that's help, not helped him at all. Rafinha's has played well, but he's a midfielder, he's not a goal scorer midfielder, even though he has scored two goals in his last couple of games. So um very, very interesting uh Sunday games I think as well. So definitely have a little watch this weekend. Right, last couple of minutes, we'll talk about games around Europe to look out for. There are a few this week. So, uh, we're going to start in France, and then we'll go around the Europe. Um, there's a couple in France, a couple in Spain, and uh, there's a, there's a few in Italy as well. Uh, none in Germany. Oh, then there's one in Germany. Oh, sorry, i am just seeing. Okay, right. First game is Monaco versus Lille. Now, this is not a top-of-the-table clash. It's actually a mid-table clash, but... Lille are struggling this year considering they won the league and Monaco want to get back into Europe and show some credentials that they deserve to be in Europe because they haven't been in Europe the last couple of years. They've struggled for form. They've really struggled in terms of team development as well. Um, And it just shows that this is... Lille were punching above their weight last year and shows how well they did as well to win the title. They're currently sitting mid-table at the moment. So they're really struggling... To sort of find that form where they did last year, a mass change of side last year as well. Manager leaving, players leaving. So it's not the same side that won the title last year for Lille. So they will want to show some form and want to show why they're champions of France. So it hasn't been a great defence for them, but they want to show a Monaco team why they should be, why they're titled, why they're champions basically. But Monaco also want to show why they should be higher up in the table, then they've got really good sides on paper. You look at that side, they've got a really good side, but they're just not performing. So a, a really good game of, um, um, in France on Friday. Unfortunately, you won't be able to see it because um, it's at three o'clock. So it's in the curfew time for UK football. So if you're outside the UK, listen to this, then by all means, enjoy it. Uh, at five thirty in the UK um, on Sky Sports, you've got the Berlin Derby. It's Hertha against Union. Um, this game is is a really really good game to watch. Uh, doesn't hasn't happened many times. Uh, Union has got promoted a couple of years ago and they've stayed in the Bundesliga. I've actually come the best uh, Bundesliga uh, uh, side in Berlin, um, so. They're in the Conference League this year, Hertha, under new ownership last couple of years, really sort of how to describe it, just really done really badly in terms of signings and just anything structurally really, and they've been a bit of a basket case. I'm surprised they haven't gone down, actually, um, down the route of like Hamburg and Schalke and uh, Werder Bremen that are in uh, Bundesliga. so it'd just be incredible to see um, what happens there, but Union have got a good spirit. The tiny little ground, fans are really up for it. It'll be an amazing atmosphere. So it's definitely something to watch just before the Liverpool game. Flick on the start of that, watch the atmosphere of that bubbling away and then go back to Liverpool or have a multi-screen if you want as well, if you can. Uh, Then in Spain, uh, sorry, Italy, sorry. Uh, We've got Lazio Juventus on Saturday as well. So got a lovely little derby a uh, little top-of-the-table clash there. Well, I say top-of-the-table. Juventus has been awful this year. Uh, so you've got Lazio, Sarri's Lazio against uh, saris old team, Juventus. Um, so it'll be interesting to see atmosphere-wise what that'll be like. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which teams turn up for that one. Uh, Juventus are trying to sort of pick their way back into... The not necessarily a title contendership because I think the title's off for them this year, but they need to show that they want to go back into Champions League. Lazio as well—they've been playing okay, but not really. Ti- they're not going to be challenging for the title either. So both teams are sort of, sort of in sort of a middling ground. Really, they both are not going to challenge for titles, but at the same time, both want to challenge for Champions League qualifications. So uh, it will be a really tight affair, I think. Um... The Lazio fans will be up for it. Juventus are coming to town, so Lazio will really want to give it to them a little bit as well. So, really good So That'll be on BT Sport for UK listeners. Then, you've got the return of the King. Xavi is back for Barcelona. He has resigned as their coach. Uh, and could it be a tougher game, um, other than Real Madrid and Atletico? They've got their uh, Catalan rivals, Espanyol. So, what a game to start there. His. First game in charge against the Catalan rivals, so there'll be a lot of politic political rivalry there. Um, I don't really, I think, I don't know what Xavi's going into with this. Um, actually, he, um, Barso signed signed Dani Alves in for January, he can't play yet. Um, so he'd be free to play in January. Um, I just don't know. Um, this could be a really I think Barcelona will win. I'm, I'm not going to say Barcelona won't win this. I think they will. Um, the atmosphere will be electric for Xavi's return. I just think Xavi will get more time than Koeman because I think the Barcelona faithful will, will give Xavi more time at Barcelona considering the issues that Barcelona have. And Koeman will get the blame for all the issues that Barcelona currently got. Not the president and not him. But Kuman will get all the issues because he was the one that let Messi go. And other players as well. So, um, yeah, it'd be a great atmosphere. That'll be on La Liga, La Liga TV, if you've got that in the UK. If you're listening elsewhere, enjoy that as well, Barcelona fans and some Espanol fans as well. Then we've got two more games, one in Italy and one in France. So this weekend, top of the game on Sunday night, uh, is Inter against Napoli. You've got... Italian champions against top of the league currently at the moment. So uh, fantastic atmosphere will be a great game. Um, uh, both teams are playing really well. Uh, Napoli haven't lost so far. Inter want to get back to top of the league, want to sort of cement themselves, not as a one-trick pony winning the title last year. What a show that they, they were worthy winners of the title last year as worthy and worthy champions as well. So that would be a really good game to watch. And then in France, you've got a little bit of a derby going on. You've got Lyon against Marseille. So both teams sort of a bit mediocre again this year. Marseille have got a good team on paper, side so a lot of good players, but just not gelled yet. Lyon, I sort of disarray a little bit with the side. They're having a little bit of problems with the coaches and players. So it's it's got a makings of a little bit of a a bit of a basket case match but it could be a really really good game to see so both of them games will be on bt sport as well on sunday night so i hope you enjoy them uh so lots of games to look out for this weekend um hope you will enjoy it um please leave a review on any of the review sites please um i'm just saying this is a very average pod and Uh, Give it five stars or something like that so people can find it and people like it. Okay, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a lovely weekend of sport and enjoy the football. If not, enjoy your time, whatever else you're doing. And I hope you hear from me soon. See you soon. Goodbye.